Will the speed of the Cardinals get a boost this year by the new bigger bases and pickoff rules? Plus, what hat did Scott Rowland decide to go into the Hall of Fame wearing? This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. You can follow the podcast on Twitter as well at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first, list, first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Also on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe and comment so that you can interact with us. Hit the notification button. That way you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So we come to an end of the first week of spring training and so far, so good at Cardinals camp in Jupiter. Haven't heard or seen anything about injuries, which is, you know, something that we worry about when we get into spring training. You don't want to hear about, oh, somebody had to be shut down today or somebody tweaked this or that. You're seeing it on other uh, Major League Baseball franchises. But so far, so good for the Cardinals. Injuries is half the battle, right? You want to get out of spring training as healthy as possible. Stay healthy. And normally, if you've got a decent team, You'll win a lot of games during the regular season. You deal with a lot of injuries. Things get derailed. Then you've got to move pieces around to make up for those injuries. Blah, 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 blah. No fun for anyone. We saw that happen to the Cardinals this past year. Um, saw some footage online today from all of the uh, the great coverage that we get from Cardinals. Uh, you know, the guys that are guys and gals, I should say, that uh, cover the Cardinals for for different media outlets. Uh, but I saw some footage today online of our guy, Gordon Graceffo, Throwing a uh, bullpen with Nolan Arenado standing in the box. No pressure there, right? I mean, hey, just, you know, league MVP runner-up just standing in there. I mean, if we're going to do this, <laughs> if we're going to have guys like Nolan Arenado standing in there, can we get him like a suit of armor or something just, just to make sure nothing happens to these guys? I mean, if one gets away, if one little speck of sweat gets on the fingertips and the ball slides off and then, Pops Nolan Arenado right in the chin or something. We're all going to be a little upset about that. So, I mean, that's the last thing you want to see. A star get plunked because a bullpen pitch got loose. So that worries me a little bit. I, it's doing that. But apparently everything was fine. Uh, there appears to be a decent amount of attention starting to uh, be shown onto Rule 5 pick Wilking Rodriguez, who, you know, we talked about earlier in the week. In fact, uh, Katie Wu from The Athletic picked him as kind of the the person to keep an eye on in spring training, one of those underdog stories, triple-digit heat. But according to John Denton from MLB.com, they're working on him using repeatable mechanics with each pitch so he can get some consistency. So they're hoping to keep him around because if they don't keep him on the roster, they got to ship him back to New York. You know, that's the rule. They have to offer him back to New York or they can make a trade of somewhat, but they don't want to have to go through all that. They Hopefully he can make the roster. 
Uh, it was announced uh, late yesterday after we'd already put in yesterday's episode that closer Ryan Helsley did, in fact, lose his arbitration case. He'll make $2.1 million this year instead of the $3 million that he asked for. But at least we don't have a situation in St. Louis what's going on with Milwaukee, right? Uh, their ace, Corbin Burns, vocal about losing his case and how hearing that the team thought his true value was, you know, they, he thought that they, you know, made it sound like he was less important than he was. Uh, that upset him a little bit. And he said that the relationship was hurt because of this, which is not what you want to hear going into spring training as uh, your former Cy Young and staff ace uh, gets ready to enter free agency as well, as well, because that could put a little damper on him re-signing with your team at any point. Maybe he's like, all right, well, you don't think I'm that good? And, you know, I'm not that important. Let's move on. I'll go somewhere else and do what I do. Um, I mean, I would love for him to get out of the division. That would be great. I'd even love it more if he came over to the Cardinals. Not that that's, you know, something that could happen. But um, anyway, um, that's that's an issue. Uh, Jeff Jones from Belleville News and MLB got a quote from Housley who said that he is less acrimonious than Burns about what took place, but that it was still tough to swallow some of the criticism and said they pointed to durability concerns as uh, the issue in the hearing which I guess is really the only concern you have when it comes to Helsley. I mean, he has dealt with some injuries over his years, uh, knee and elbow. He had the finger thing last year, which, you know, not a big deal. It's just like a fluke thing. But, you know, if you're going to bring up something that he did wrong last year or is something that you're worried about, it would be durability. But you could say that about any pitcher, right? So I hope he doesn't, you know, worry about it too much. Um, he's still getting a healthy bump in pay. For the all-star who uh, didn't says isn't angry, just disappointed, which I don't know if you remember that phrase as a kid when your parents would say that to you, you'd get in trouble and your parents would go, you know, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed in you, which sometimes stung a little more than getting in trouble in the first place. Uh, he did say to Katie Wu from The Athletic that there are no hard feelings, but that as players, I think we wish it was a little different. Bottom line, the process sucks. All right, Major League Baseball, this process sucks. You know, you've forced teams to trash their own players so that they can win a hearing that they have to do. And when they're squabbling over what doesn't seem to be a huge amount of money to uh, to the teams, but it's the process and that's what they have to do. I mean, I guess they could go in there and go, no, nah, he's pretty awesome. But then what's the point of all this arbitration stuff, you know? Um, I just hope they figure out a better way at some point where it doesn't come off this way anymore, that the team doesn't appreciate these guys or that they think they're not good in some certain way. Like, it just it just has a bad vibe to it. And it's been like this for a couple of years, and you're hearing more players be vocal about this and not enjoy it. And um, it doesn't sound like fun to have to go in front of – people and have them talk bad about you like who likes that nobody likes that so hopefully they figure that out at some point uh the cardinals do have one final arbitration hearing left it was supposed to happen today with lefty reliever henesis cabrera who was seeking 1.15 million dollars while the team offered 950k uh we did have one final late entry into this and i'm glad i waited around to record uh today's episode because the baseball hall of fame announced today that scotty Rowland will be entering the hall of fame Wear the St. Louis Cardinals hat on his plaque. That's what you like to hear. We were worried a little bit that Scotty might be one of those guys that's like, you know, I enjoyed my whole career with all the teams, Philadelphia, St. Louis, 
uh, Toronto and then Cincinnati. But in a statement from the Hall, Roland said, after reflecting on my 17-year career and conferring with the Hall of Fame, I have decided on a Cardinals logo for my Hall of Fame plaque. I believe this decision accurately represents a pivotal portion of my career based on our team's successes in St. Louis. I am grateful to Philadelphia, St. Louis, Toronto, and Cincinnati for the opportunities given to me as a player, but more importantly for how they embrace me and my family. I am truly honored that my plaque will hang among the legends in Cooperstown. All right, Cardinals fans, no one's looking. Hell yeah. Mm. Glad we got Scotty rolling in a, in a Cardinal ball cap. Uh, also, Elsewhere around the league, the Padres inked to deal with former Cardinal Michael Waka. I know some people uh, wanted to see him back in a Cardinal uniform, but to be honest, uh, he really wasn't going to upgrade things, is he? It's not like he's some superstar or anything. We got guys like Michael Waka, so it uh, wouldn't be an upgrade over anybody else they already have, so it was an easy pass for me. We wish him the best of luck. Also with the Padres, uh, star third baseman Manny Machado told reporters that he's planning to opt out of his contract at the end of the season. You remember if he signed uh, he signed that monster 10-year, $300 million deal, did that back in 2019, and that means after the season, only five years at $150 million on the table, going to be 31 in July. So you see why he would do this, right? You know, you, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, you saw these guys get 10 years, $300 million-ish money. So he's like, yeah, I can make more than five and 150 on my next deal. So you can understand that. But doesn't this just make you appreciate what Nolan Arenado just did this offseason? Don't you appreciate him a little bit more? You know, he could have opted out and done the same thing, gotten more money from the Cardinals or somebody else if he'd wanted to. But instead, he didn't test the waters. Instead, he says, I love this team. I love the fans. I love the city. No. I'm good. I'm happy. And um, that's why he's your new leader. And the team captain, at least in my eyes, on this Cardinals ball club, now that Yadier Molina has uh, retired. So got to love Nolan Arenado for that. We're going to finish up our explanation of the new rules for Major League Baseball this season. We'll do that next. Today, we're going to talk about the pickoff rules and the new bases and how they're going to affect the Cardinals team this upcoming season. Now, if you're looking for a delicious treat, and I'm sure you are, aren't we all? Uh, but you don't want to get all the fat and the calories, then you got to try Built Bar. If your goal is to eat a little healthier this year, then you got to try Built. It, it, with Built, healthy is actually tasty. They are covered in 100% real chocolate and uh, come in delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, my favorite. Like uh, I've mentioned this before, like I'm trying to add a little weight, add a little muscle this year. And, uh, you know, peanut butter is one of those foods that, you know, goes a long way. And so when I'm eating a peanut butter brownie built bar, you know, I'm, I'm having a dessert and it's fantastic, but it gives you the candy bar taste, but you don't have to deal with all of the, the bad stuff that goes along with those things, you know, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, but then I'm adding 17 grams of protein with a built bar. That, that's key. That's a big deal. And now you can get them at your local Walmart or you can go to Sam's Club if you want to. Head to your nearest Walmart today. All you do is walk over to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a four-bar box of cookies and cream. You don't like that? You can go double chocolate. You can do the coconut puffs if you want to. Sam's Club closer? Perfect. Grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. And as always, you can find out about new flavors that they're dropping and order the OG way if you want to by going to their website, which is built.com. 
Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. A reminder to go check out uh, our man Lindsey Crosby at MLB Prospects, Locked On MLB Prospects. He's a uh, he's an encyclopedia about these dudes, and uh, you know he's breaking them all down. It's a uh, you know obviously if you're a Cardinals fan, he's talking about a lot of the youth of tomorrow. Guys like Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn and Gordon Graceffo. He goes deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow, and it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So if uh, you want to learn more about the minor league guys and some of these top guys that are be coming up, uh, not only just for real baseball, but fantasy baseball as well. Okay. Just you listen to this stuff. You'll know who the next stars are going to be. And that way you can draft them late in rounds. And when they come up and kick butt, boom, you're winning your championship. All right. So uh, yesterday we went over the um, pitch timer. And we did the shift restrictions the day before that. Today, we're talking about the new big bags. So the bases are now 18 inches on each side instead of the traditional 15 inches on each side. So what I'm going to do here on YouTube, I'm going to throw up a picture of uh, the bases. So you've got the old ones sitting on top of the new ones, okay? So there you have it. why Major League Baseball did this? They said this allows players more room to operate around the bases to reduce the risk of injury. There was a 13% decline in injuries near the bases in the minor leagues last year with the new bags and could also encourage runners to be more aggressive on stolen base attempts. So on your screen on our YouTube page, you can see a picture of what the difference from the old base and the new base are, and it's pretty noticeable, right? Uh, bases are the same height, same material as before, but it does reduce The space between home and first by three inches and between first and second by four and a half inches. But it does not affect the 90 feet between bases because it's actually never been 90 feet between bases. Okay, the measurement from home plate is to the back corner of the corner bases and the measurement from the corner bases is to the center of second base. So that will go unchanged. Okay, not a problem there, but it does give runners an added incentive to try to steal more bases this season. And that's not the only thing that could lead to more swipes in 2023. We've also got some new restrictions on the pickoff plays. Now, pitchers are going to be limited to two disengagements from the mound per plate appearance. So that's pickoff attempts or if they just step off the rubber, okay? And they'll they'll be a lot. They got two. That's all they get when there's a runner on first. So with that in mind, like a hitter who's – Strike zone can shrink a little bit uh, when they've got three balls on them. You know, when, when it's three and one or a three no count, you don't have to, you know, chase and go after all of the balls in the actual strike zone. You can kind of keyhole things into a place that you're looking for because, uh, you know, he's got to throw something in there. Well, same kind of applies when it comes to stealing bases. Now you can be more uh, selective about when you want to extend that lead an extra half step or something like that. Uh, when you want to attempt to stolen bases, because if he throws over twice and he doesn't get you, you know, we can't do it again without uh, suffering a violation. So uh, that way you can get off the bag a little bit more, how far off you're going to go. I don't know. Uh, you can still do pitch outs and stuff like that. And they can still get you. I mean, I, memory, remember when Lester was with the Cubs and I believe it was Tommy Pham who took that ridiculous lead off off first base because Lester was afraid to throw the ball over to first base. And Rizzo's like, just throw it. John, just throw it. Come on. And they picked him off. I wonder if we're going to see massive leads like that. I, I, I'm curious how this is going to look. So what were the effects on the game with all of these new changes when it comes to pickoff attempts, uh, the restrictions there, and the bigger bags? Well, in the minor leagues, stolen base activity increased 
from 2.23 attempts per game to 2.81. And the stolen base success rate improved from 68% to 78%. So that's a pretty big jump. Now, if you're old enough to remember the Cardinals in the 80s, which was my favorite era of Cardinals teams. Uh, first off, because I was a little kid. And, uh, you know, as a kid, you, your memories of baseball as a child are just so much more glamorous than when you're an adult because you've got other things you're paying attention to. But as a kid, you're like, look at these gods out on the field. I want to be one of them. And, man, those 80s teams, they used to just run all over the place. More specifically, the uh, 1985 St. Louis Cardinals team. Um, they created so much action with their speed uh, on both sides of the ball. Obviously, defensively, they were able to, you know, chase down balls in the gap. You had Ozzy doing his thing over there, getting all the balls uh, in the hole and up the middle. But offensively, they're beating out infield hits. They're stretching singles into doubles, doubles into triples, and of course, stealing as many bases as they could get their hands on. Now, that 85 team was a big deal, the most stolen bases ever in a season was way back in the day. 1887, the St. Louis Browns stole 581 bases. All right, that's bonkers. That's not realistic. Modern era, you've got the 1911 Giants with the most at 347. Then the 76 Athletics with 341. The 1912 Giants at 319. And then you had the uh, 1985 St. Louis Cardinals with 314. On that particular year, uh, on that team that year, you had the rookie of the year, Vince Coleman, who led the team and the league with 110 stolen bases that season. And, of course, you can't tell me if Vince Coleman doesn't get run over by the tarp and is healthy in the playoffs and in the World Series that they don't win the World Series that season. You can't tell me that doesn't happen. Uh, second on that team, you had Willie McGee with 56. Andy Van Slyke, 34. Tommy Hurinazi, both had 31. Uh, you had Glenn Fry's The Heat Is On song, which is, uh, I got the picture of the uh, magazine from Sports Illustrated. Uh, you got Ozzy on the cover there with the Heat Is On slogan that they were using during the playoff run that year, which was uh, from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Still fire song. Like, I still play it. I still play it during baseball season. Um, but it was a really fun team to watch. Uh, and, of course, you remember, you know, Lou Brock. Back in the 60s and 70s, just running all over the place. Compiled 938 career stolen bases, which set the record back then. He's second now only to Ricky Henderson. Uh, the most stolen bases in a season since the 2000s began. This is how the decline has been, though, in stolen bases. Jose Reyes, had two, in 2007, had 78. That's the highest since the 2000s. So in the last 22 years, 78 is the highest. Uh, this past season, the league leader in stolen bases was the Miami Marlins. John Birdie swiped 41 bases in 102 games. Had him on my fantasy team. He was kind of a, a sneaky one that did well for me. Only got caught five times. Uh, Tommy Edmond, second in the NL behind Birdie. He was fourth in all of the league with 32. He only got caught three times. Uh, Bader had 15 and 70, 72 games before he got traded. Then O'Neill had 14 and just 96 games. And uh, overall, the Cardinals were tied for uh, 11th in the league with 95 stolen bases. Your league leader, and I, I would not have guessed this when I looked it up, but the Texas Rangers, 128 stolen bases. And yes, it is a former Cardinal who led them in stolen bases. Adolis Garcia had 25 
as did Marcus Simeon. Um, last year, Cardinals prospect and friend of the podcast, Mike Antico. If you remember our, our conversation with him, he had 75 stolen bases in 154 games between Peoria, Springfield, and the Arizona Fall League. Uh, his speed and ability to read a pitcher is uh, going to become a bigger asset, I think. And uh, I, I'm I'm one that's thrilled about that because I want baseball to get back to that style of play again. You know, I, I want to cut down the strikeouts because they're boring as hell. And I want to see more guys running on the base pass, not just standing over there at first, waiting for the ball to go into play. Create, create some drama, create some fun for the fans because it's really enjoyable to watch that kind of baseball. And I'm telling you, Watching those 80s games, watching double steals and stuff take place. Woo! It was it was cool. It was cool. So uh, hopefully they get back to that real, real soon. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, to wrap things up today, I do want to share some of your favorite Tim McCarver stories following his passing on Thursday. So we're going to do that next here on Locked on Cardinals. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and three-pointers drained. Uh, I've told you repeatedly I like doing the smaller bets, adding them all up, and doing one of those same-game parlays where you can win a lot of money that way. Uh, you've got the All-Star Game coming up this weekend with the NBA, so you can bet on things that are going to go on there by hitting up their website. Uh, but um, it, it's a lot of fun. It makes sporting events that you're not all that excited about, way more interesting. And you don't have to spend a lot of money on these bets. You can do small ones. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Cardinals Hall of Famer Tim McCarver. Passed away at the age of 81 on Thursday, and in yesterday's episode, uh, I, I asked you guys to share some of your favorite McCarver memories or moments or, you know, ways that Tim McCarver, you know, kind of molded your love for baseball. And uh, we got some really good replies yesterday, and uh, I, I can't uh, say them all here, but uh, we're going to run through a couple of them real quick. Um, Tyler Gray said, my favorite Tim McCarver moments have been the throwback stories of yesteryear while engaged in today's game. Nobody, and I mean nobody, tied the past to the present like Mr. McCarver. Watching Bader and hearing how Willie Mays would be positioned in much the same place and why was golden. Thank you, Tim. Rest easy, old boy. Uh, David Cobbler said, as a boy, I used to pretend I was Tim McCarver when I would warm my brother up. McCarver was my catcher because he was solid and clutch. My mom had all the games on the radio. My gosh, those 60s teams were fun, and Harry and Jack were a treat to hear on the broadcast. I miss that era. I miss those 60s cards teams. Uh, Wandering John says, my first game was back in 1962. Cardinals versus Casey Stingles, amazing Mets. It was also seeing my first home run. It was from Tim. Never forgot. I will miss the stories of the days gone when baseball still had characters. And finally, Amy Notestein says, I graduated from high school in June of 1959 in Keokuk, Iowa. I am a big Cardinal fan and was very pleased that the Cards' newest bonus baby, Tim McCarver, was assigned to Cardinal minor league team in Keokuk. He is the only Cardinal star that I had ever seen play minor league baseball in the years that Keokuk was a minor league affiliate of the Cardinals. 
I was 18 at the time, and he was only 17. He was better than any player I saw in my years of playing high school baseball. Gave me a, a great idea of the talent required to be a professional player. Was one of my favorite Cardinal players. Rest in peace, Tim McCarver. So a lot of great stories, and I appreciate all of you guys uh, sharing your favorite stories and moments from uh, the career of Tim McCarver as uh, not only a player, but in the broadcast booth. Because growing up, I didn't know of him as a player. You know, I only heard his voice on the TV telecast and then uh, learned to appreciate all of these great stories that he had. You know, the the one listener there talking about, you know, Willie Mays used to position himself that way. And Harrison Bader's doing the we're not going to hear that stuff very often anymore because the guys that were around playing with those players, they're, they're not on TV. You know, they're all old enough that they've moved on and retired and you're not going to hear them talk about this stuff very much anymore. So the ones that we do have left, uh, cherish their stories. You know, when we get a chance to see these guys on TV talking about old games and stuff, watch these things, listen to these things, pay attention to them. Cause you're not going to hear these stories for, for much longer. They're going to get lost. And, uh, it's unfortunate that it's the circle of life, but, um, I, I'm really glad that we had Tim McCarver for as long as we had him and, uh, had him around St. Louis during our broadcast for as long as he was around as well. It was, uh, it was a treat. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow, free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and Edge 80 Sports Radio. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. Have a great weekend. 